put my phone on airplane mode before I yeah. start. That way I'm not getting 18 million. I'm sure it's still I'm on the computer, but uh, yeah, that's always the ding on the on yeah. Bing bing. My friends are in a group chat. There's like nine of them and they're all going ding 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 ding. So how you feeling, man? Uh I'm probably like 80%, maybe 75, 80%. Yeah, you know, I get. I'm still getting really pretty, you know, pretty tired. Just had to take a bunch of shit to the dump, and it was just like I need a nap. Yesterday, I was, I was, like, just on the couch at five o'clock. I was like wiped. I'm like, I can't stand up anymore. I'm pretty done. I'm still pretty raspy and hoarse. Um, going to see the pulmonologist tomorrow, and then my really? concierge doc in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I got like a uh, lung condition anyway. Um, I get this strange kind of asthma. So like pretty much every single time I get a chest cold, I get bronchitis like for the last 20 years. Um, so I, I take a, a COPD medication. It's called Symbacort. Yep. It's like $450 for a month's worth. Um, so, you know, I got kind of diminished lung capacity anyway. Some of the wreckage of my past. Yeah, yeah. I put a lot of things in a pipe and smoked it when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but but I feel all right. I'm all right. I've, I've been up to elevation a bunch, man. Like, this isn't like my first time going up high. Like, <clears> I've, been, <throat> I've been to just under 11,000 a few times. Well, that's why I wanted to, I mean, that was perfect because I wanted it, it. It's perfect. to. It's not perfect that you ended up getting nailed with it, but yeah, it, sure. it's a perfect discussion because <clears throat> I've dealt, sorry, <clears throat> I've dealt with it. Um, I've had other people that I've been around deal with it and very similar. So I, let's, let's dive into it. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Row Hunting Resources Podcast. All right. It is, uh, well, it's Tuesday. July 26th, about two o'clock in the afternoon, my time, but we are back with Josh Benton. Um, the last time that Josh, last time we talked, you were going to do your scout and all that type of stuff, but we, we had planned on, you know, powwowing later and having another conversation with you later on anyway, but this actually, your recent experience up on the mountain, uh, I think is a, is a, is a good conversation. So let's just Let's start there. So you, uh, and the relevant point is, is you got nailed, just got hit hard with some altitude sickness, it sounds like, right? Yep. Yep. I sure so, did. All right. So the, and the thing that you just said there in the beginning was very true. It can hit anybody at any time when you're over 10,000 feet. It doesn't really matter. I mean, the more time you it, spend. Yeah, it's actually less than that. I've been doing a lot of research since I got home. Oh, really? Um, you can actually get it above 5,000 feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Typically, yes, yes, you can. You can. Like, Typically, you it's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah. affect people at that 10. Really is where it really starts showing up for most people yeah. above 10. And then especially once you get above, uh, what is yeah, it? And I, so, so I live at 243 feet here in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. and, and on Thursday, this past Thursday, I got up at 4 in the morning, drove to the airport, a 7 a.m. flight, flew to Denver, then from Denver to Colorado Springs, and then got in the got in the car and drove four hours. 
Um, we got to the spot. Let me see. I'm trying to think of what time I got there. It was in the afternoon. It was like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Okay. So we parked the car at, at 10,800 feet. Okay. And we had a about a three-mile to get like up over the front side of a hill and over down into the on the into the bowl on the back side it was probably just a little over three miles um it was just under a thousand feet it was like 985 feet of elevation to get up to the top okay so it was just 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 you know a, maybe a, a, a 200 feet under uh, 12,000 um and then we immediately just dropped straight down um, that was about a two and a half mile hike. So we had about a half mile drop and a thousand feet, um, which is pretty steep. Um, so we got down to the bottom. It was probably 830. There's supposed to be water in this in this little uh, bench that we were on. Grassy meadow bench. Okay. Uh, which wasn't very flat. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And, you know, the whole way in, right from the beginning, I was like, I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty winded today. Um, you know, I got up early, woke up at sea level, you know, now it's at my time, it's 830 at night. Yep. Because um, it's no, excuse me, 730. Yeah, is two hours behind here from Colorado. and. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't really feel like we were like, you know, I mean, it took us three hours to, to go the, the three, almost three and a quarter miles. That's okay. not, I mean, that's not booking it. I don't think. No, 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 no. Well, okay. Uh, so let's start, let's start at the beginning. So when you got up in the morning. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what, is that, is that roughly the same time that you normally get up in the morning or is this no, an no, out of I no I don't I don't normally wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. All right. All right. 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. So but uh so so I was a little you know and the night before I had had um less sleep as well right so okay yeah all so right then I had two two nights of not the best sleep um and and I also had about 55 pounds on my back. Okay. Um and when you first started out, where I mean, were you hydrated? Where I mean, so when you were traveling, no, no, I was I was pounding waters. I got those electrolyte, those element electrolytes that I drink, that are you know, really really good. I love those things. I've I've drank them a bunch of times in the mountains. They're great. Um, your water bottle doesn't get all funky too, so those things are good. Yeah. Um, I I ate really good, pretty clean. Um, you know, I would say eighty percent clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, mean, for, I, was feeling, I was feeling great. I was feeling great. Yeah. So for the people that don't know you and, and don't, I mean, if they didn't listen to the beginning one or, or didn't look at it, I mean, you're, I mean, obviously you're a fit guy. I mean, you, you, I'm very fit. Yeah. Yeah. You take care of yourself. You're extremely fit. You're highly active in jujitsu. And I saw Yeah. Congratulations, by the way, on some of your latest accomplishments there. Um, but, um, so, I mean, it's not like you're, it's, it's, yes, you live at sea level. Yeah. Um, but you've been in the mountains before you take care mm -hmm. of your, I mean, you are fit. You, you've got some decent cardio. 
Um, my cardio is yeah. actually really good. I, I mean, it's not what it was when I was 25 and I'm 48, but yeah. um, it's not bad. And, and it wasn't like, even on the way in, it wasn't like it was my wind that was messing, felt like it was like really messing me up. It was, I was just getting like muscle fatigue really rapidly. Yeah. Like, All right. So like, wait. Like my leg muscles and, and even my back and my chest and um, wasn't super hot. It was actually cool. It like rained when we first got there. Um, when we got to the parking spot. Um, so you know, it was, when, it was, when, it was when you got 55 degrees and, you know, and sunny. Yeah. it was like, <laughs> yeah. When, when you, when you got there to the park, I mean, when you were headed up the mountain and you got to the, the trailhead, so to speak, the parking spot where you're, you're going to ditch the vehicle. Yeah. How were you feeling? I mean, could, did, did you feel fatigued? Did you feel anything then? Or was it only after you started hiking? I, I, I mean, listen, every time I go to elevation living at sea level, I always feel, you know, I always get kind of the beginning um, symptoms of, you know, AMS or whatever they call it, right? So, yeah. you know, I, I get a little headache, I get a little lightheaded, maybe I'll get a little dizzy, you know, usually I just grind it out for two or three days and then I'm fine. And then the rest of the week, it's just, you know, I'm fully acclimated and it's just, you know, I, I can grind as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, but for some reason this time it just continued to get worse. So the dizziness uh, 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 with my descent down the backside of this hill, um, I started getting really dizzy and having to take like a lot of breaks. Um, and I was, I, it was with my buddy, Matt, um, thank God. And he was like, he's like, man, this altitude's no joke, huh? He had never been to elevation before. This was his first time. Um, and, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and we talked about a lot in the car on the way there. Again, we had like a four hour car ride. Um, and a few years ago, my dad got altitude sickness pretty bad to the point where we were about to drive him off the mountain. And then it, it kind of broke for him. He's a, he's a Vietnam vet and he's, you know, he's a, he's a tough old SOB and he didn't want to, he was like, I'll just sit at camp and cook, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I kind of watched what he went through and I was, I was starting to go through that. By the time I got down to the bottom where I was going to, where we were going to set up for the night, we wanted to set up on water, right? Yeah. Because we had enough water to get us through the night and, you know, to cook and to have, you know, a good drink before we went to bed and like, just in the morning, we'll just, we'll just clean some water and then we'll, we'll start our day. But by the time we got down to the bottom, I was like, you know what? This is let's just let's just camp here. We got enough water. We'll, we'll see how, how we feel in the morning. What elevation got, were you camped at? We were at probably 10, 8. Oh, OK. All right. All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty much it was pretty much an even elevation gain, elevation descent from where we parked. Gotcha. Yep. So. I started getting like like kind of the cognitive shit was starting to kick in a little bit um because yep. i you know i got a hilleberg tent i mean literally it's four stake posts you know you can do the middle ones if you want in the guidelines but you don't really need to i mean this thing these things are they're amazing um i was like having trouble setting up my tent um i was really starting to get 
like the dizziness was insane. Like I was like, I could barely stand up. I was having to like, I would kneel down to like work on my tent and I'd stand up and I'd like, whoo, like almost hit the ground. Um, yeah. I was, I was starting to get in, you know, real kind of tipsy, if you will. Now um, question at, at this point, did your, was the little voice in your head saying maybe I ought to get the hell out of here or no, no, no. Because I was like, you know what? Like, it's just, I, I was just, I kept saying to myself up until probably about midnight, I was just saying to myself, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just, I was just like, I, it was just a heavy pack. And I just kind of like, maybe we just pushed a little too hard coming up, um, coming up. Um, maybe we should have just, you know, taken a little bit easier or, um, I mean, we even stopped and like had water at the top. It was like a double rainbow. We saw two elk. Uh, we got them on video. Um, we were like all excited because the first time ever going to the spot. So we were like super pumped. We we're like, dude, this elk here. There's like yep. we're bumping in the mule deer on the way up. It was it was amazing. Um, but so when I'm down at the bottom, it's it, you know, now it's starting to get dark. Uh, Matt's like, dude, are you gonna eat? I'm like, dude, I'm not eating anything, man. I need to get into my sleeping bag bad. And he's like, me too. So I just got in my sleeping bag. And the first thing I wanted to do was to text my wife on the inReach and just say, you know, I'm at camp. I'm okay. Um, and I couldn't, <laughs> Chris, I couldn't get the fucking thing connected to my phone. Wow. Like I couldn't remember how to do it. Yeah, man. And because I had gotten a new phone. So this one was, <laughs> was the Bluetooth was synced from the Delorme to the inReach was synced on my old phone not on this one. So you, you literally just go to settings and you just do repair in it and it, it does it. So, so I'm trying to send a text to Sarah, the old way, like on the flip phone with a click, 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 click space, 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 space. Yeah. You know, and then you're going to hit the check mark for this one. And then, you know, to say, okay. And I kept hitting the X mark. It literally took me 30 minutes to send one to, and this was my text message. Hi at camp. Okay. It took me 30 minutes to do that. on the morning. <laughs> Dude, I, I was like, I was like blurred vision. I'm like, I don't have my readers on. I'm like, what the, and so then I get my readers out. I put my readers on, I got my headlamp on my head is pounding. I mean, like I could yeah. like, it was distorting my vision. It was like, boof, 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 and I could see it shaking. I'm like, fuck, this is bad. So I get the text sent out to her. I finally get the thing paired. Um, so then Sarah and I can start texting back and forth. And I'm like, all right, just the elevation hit me a little hard. I'm, just, I'm going to bed. And she's like, okay, text me in the, in the morning. So, dude, the all night, like by midnight, I started getting like body aches and real nausea. Yeah. Like really bad nausea, like gagging. Um, my breathing, my breathing was very labored. It was, I was coughing up a lot of shit. Um, and I felt like, I had the Dude, that's that's you're that's getting fluid in your lungs. Yeah. So I had like I felt like I had the flu, like I had the body aches. So I was just like I was like curled up and hunched up and just going like oh, oh fuck Jesus. Like, oh my bones felt like they were made out of glass. And it was just like that all night. I mean, if I slept an hour, I'd be surprised. It was just and so after midnight, I'm just sitting, I'm, I'm literally laying there and I open my eyes and I'm looking up at the roof of my tent. I got my headlamps on, but it's not on my head. It's on the side of me. 
And I'm just, I literally said out loud, I'm like, I'm going to have to hit the, am I going to have to hit the fucking button? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was legitimately concerned. Um, and then it kind of subsided a little bit. I think I probably got a little bit of sleep. Um, you know, I got up at like 3.30 in the morning and went outside and took a piss and I was spinning, dude. Like, it, the, like the whole, I was in this big meadow and the meadow was just like in motion, you know? Yeah. Um, and I crawled back in and roughed it out for another couple hours. And at like 6.30, 7 o'clock, I was like, Matt, you up? And he's like, yep. I'm like, dude, I need to get the fuck out of here. He's <laughs> like, what? I'm like, yeah, dude, I got to go. This isn't good, man. I'm in rough shape. Um, yeah. And I So breaking down. So there's a pond, like a, like a lake, big giant pond. Just on like nine tenths of a mile from us. Okay. So Matt and I had a conversation about getting water because we literally had a half a liter of water between us to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, which is not a lot when your head's pounding and you're sick. Um, oh yeah, no. Well, it's not a lot just to just to climb out of the basin anyway. Yeah. So so we had a long discussion, and I was like, I'm like, dude. There's no fucking way, even with my friggin' filter kit and a bladder, that I'm going to be able to walk there. Like, if I walk there and get water and then shit starts getting worse. You're done. I'm going to be in real bad shape. I go, if shit gets worse, I want to be at the top of the hill so that I can walk down. You know what I mean? Like, I want to do the 1,000 foot elevation climb out of this fucking hole. And then... You know, if I if by the time I get up there, shit gets worse and it's 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, so be it. I'll I'll roll down the fucking hill if I have to to get to the car, right? Um I tell you, I've never been so grateful for walking sticks in my life. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said to Matt at one point on the way out, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't be able to get out of here without these without these uh walking sticks. So we like dumped all our food out and like in a big pile. <laughs> um, so so we were talking about walking to that pond and and uh, I was like, dude, I I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just get the hell out of here, dude. I just I need to I need to get down in elevation. Correct, correct. And there's there's no way that I can like if I just went down on this side of the hill. There's a road about two miles down the drainage, but it's a dirt road. And then the dirt road is about two miles to the paved road. And then the paved road is about six miles back to where the car is. Yeah. And but, I was like, but, but your buddy was not, he was, he was feeling fine. He, he, he was definitely, you know, having symptoms, but he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he didn't have the, you know, the massive fatigue and the nausea. I was, you know, I was setting up my tent. I'm throwing up in the morning. Um, just because the spins and the nausea was so bad. I didn't really have anything in my stomach because I didn't eat yeah. um, dinner. Um, I mean, if, if he had, that's the other thing too, with, you know, if you've got somebody with you, the, the flip side is, is, you know, are they experienced on getting out? Because quite honestly, the, the condition you were in 
man, you might've been better off just, just, just fall off that mountain, just get down to that dirt road and just, just drop, drop an yeah. elevation. Cause that's the only thing that's going to help and yeah. just get off that mountain that. and then have your buddy just go up, grab the car, drive around and pick you up. Yeah. I was really, I, you know, I thought about that, but he'd never been really right. alone in the back country before. And frankly, I wanted someone with, I was in rough shape. I was in rough shape. Dude, I in rough shape. this I, I cannot tell you. Okay, well, let's just keep going then. And then then I'll then I'll interject. So you so yeah. you were able so, to get back to the vehicle, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we were. So it, it took us five hours to go um, three miles. To go three miles. Um, yeah, it took us it took us five hours. And it's rough. I mean, every minute is just ticking so, off. So getting out of there, I was like, dude, there's no, you know, because the, the mental state I was in, I was just like, dude, there's no way I'm coming back to this place. <laughs> you know? I think about it now and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go back. Fuck that mountain. I'm going to I'm fucking be I'm going to go spend fucking two days at freaking 10 five and just sit there and get totally through it before yep. I go up to a, a 12, you know what I mean? To get down in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, so we, uh, it was slow going, man. It was, sometimes it was a foot, two feet at a time, like couple steps in rest and get, you know, cause I take two, three, four, five steps. Cause you know, it's, I was looking on the Onyx has got that shading. I think I sent you that te- the screenshot, yeah. you know, at, at points we were at 30, 32 degree, 35 degree slope. Yeah. Um, that's steep as shit, man. Yep. 20 to 25 isn't fun. But when you're into the 30s and high 30s, it's it's pretty ugly. Um, and when you literally can't walk, I mean, and I still, even though I dumped the didn't really have any water, I didn't have any water in my pack. I had half an algae. Um you know, I had a few days worth of food that I dumped. Um, I left a couple of snacks and a sandwich baggie full of granola in my backpack. Um, so my pack was much lighter, which was good. I gave Matt a bunch of stuff out of, out of my bag. That he, I was like, dude, you got to carry this, dude. I'm just not. Um so when so, you got you know, just, so just when you got back, to the- we, got, we got to the top. When, when I got to the top, you know, my my confidence level was much higher because it, now it's just walk downhill. Yeah, controlled fall. Yeah, and, and those I tell you, those climbing sticks, dude. I've never been so grateful for climbing sticks in my life. I mean, it was like I I literally probably wouldn't have made it out of that hole without those sticks. And thank God I'm strong, you know, I've strung up a body. I've been grabbing a hold of people for 17 years. Um, it was the only thing that got me out of there was those sticks. I can tell you that. So then I get down, I get back to the car. We, you know, we, we the walk down was, was, was brutal. Um, we got to the top. We got probably, I don't know, a half a mile down the trail. And I was like, dude, I'm drinking the rest of my water. I poured half of one of those little element salts into my half an algae, and I just chugged that thing because um, my legs were starting to cramp pretty bad. Um, yeah. 
both my legs. I, so I'm like, I got my my sticks into the ground and I'm like leaning over them just to like rest for a second. And I look down, both my quads are just rippling, just shaking. You can see it right through my pants. I'm like, Matt, look at my quads, dude. He was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> He's like, are you all right? I'm like, no, no. Dude, I am not all right. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Bad, bro. I'm, I'm pretty fucking far because from all right. Down, I go, dude, I'll never get back up. Are you kidding me? I'm, like, I'm getting on the ground. Uh, so... So we just, I just stumbled down that damn hill all the way back trail, all the way back to the car. I felt good to be back down to, but, but again, 10, eight was where we were camping. So I didn't feel amazing when I got back to the car. No, that's, I did not. I was like, dude. So did you fail? So we just took off all of our shit and jammed my backpack in the trunk of this shitty rental. And, um, and I was like, dude, we're, we're, I need, we need food and we need something to drink now. And it was like, all right. So there was a town about I don't know, 15 minute drive. And we just, I just hauled ass as fast as I could down. That was probably, I don't know. We were probably at, you know, 9,000 by then. Okay. Okay. 80, you know, j- j- just under 9,000, somewhere around in there. I forget. Matt looked it up when I got, I go, what's the elevation? Cause I knew that I wanted to try to get back down to like, you know, anywhere under like eight would be, I think would be, I could start to recover. Yeah. Um, I mean, even, even just even getting yourself under the 10 is going to help, but the farther that's the thing at this point. um, Unfortunately, at this point, you're, you're, you're toast. I mean, you're, the farther down you go, the better off you're going to be. But now your body is, is just wrecked. And, that's, I mean, hell, you're, you're still feeling it. So, I mean, did you, okay. So when did you fly I, I back? Didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't, So we were supposed to fly back on Sunday at noontime. So it's Friday afternoon. Right? right. So we drove all, we got back, we got something to eat. We got some water. I didn't feel like I was like going closer to death. <laughs> Right? I didn't feel like I wasn't getting any better, but I wasn't like, I didn't, wasn't getting to like, Oh yeah, I feel better now. That didn't yeah. happen until, uh, um, I got home, I got home Saturday night. Yeah. So we just went to, we well, Friday, we drove back to Colorado Springs. I got a really nice hotel. We got room service. I got mm-hmm. a nice shower. I just laid in a big giant bed and just drank like two gallons of water and some electrolytes and had a steak. And, you know, I, I felt somewhat human again, but I was still like really, like really, really tired. Um, yeah. I probably yeah. didn't, it was probably Sunday night. Yeah. It was probably Sunday before I started to feel like, okay, I'm all right now. I'm all right. Yeah. And then yeah. and then yesterday was yesterday was really good when I woke up yesterday. You know, I slept a lot Sunday. I, you know, I went to bed at like 8 30, 9 o'clock or something like that. And I slept till eight. Um, so I got 12 hours of sleep there. Um that is that is, I mean, so okay. That is quintessential what happens when 
you get slammed with it. Now, that's the thing. It happened. It, it can happen to anybody uh, when you go to elevation. Yeah. It doesn't even necessarily. I mean, obviously, again, like I said in the beginning, if you live out there or you spend a lot of time above 10,000 feet, then, you know, you're going to be more acclimated and you're going to, you know, it's not going to be. Yeah. I heard uh, on the Kafile cast, Frank got it one time and that kid like grew up in the damn mountains. hundred percent. And the case in point, I yeah. got, I got hit. It's very similar to you. Um, so I worked all those years on the upper Eagle river elk study. My job was to go all summer long, go backpack. And this is back before, you know, this is the mid, this is the mid nineties. So we had the, I'm, hell I'm looking at them now, the, the Cabela's Alaskan freighter frame <laughs> packs, you know, they were 12 pounds <laughs> empty. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, right. you know, we're, we're walking in with six legitimately with the spotting scopes and the telemetry gear and the notebooks and, you know, the notebooks had, you know, yeah. the, the aluminum binder, you know, just so, yeah. we're, we're walking in with 70 to 80 pound packs. And, and that's not, I'm not saying that to be, yeah. oh, I was a badass. No. That's just what it was. Yeah, I mean, right. hell, but, but this is thing we were young and stupid. I didn't drink beer back then, but, um, I held a couple of the guys on the team, on the, on the crew, they pack a 12 pack of beer in with them. I mean, they're <laughs> like pushing it like 80, 90 pound packs. Just, it was stupid, but yeah, literally stupid. I, I, I remember the campsite. I mean, I, I remember almost every single one of my campsites but numerous times my camp was over 12,000 feet 12 5 12 6 so yeah, that way I could high because the elk especially in the summer are way up high out and up that yeah so they, they would be in those alpine bowls my yeah. job would be to, to sit and lay eyes on them and observe cow calf interactions and behavior yeah. so oftentimes the best place I could be would be above the bowl Yes, you're so like, I could look down. Oh nine, you're looking up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can look down into the bowl. I can look down into the trees and then I can watch these elk for a hell of a lot longer of time. So I would look on a map and I'd be like, all right, well, there we go. I've got a bench at that, you know, 12 six, and there's some snow runoff. So I'll have some uh water there, or there's a little, you know, whatever. Um, and I mean, I I spent all summer, I mean, that's all I did. And, and you never got you never got sick once, huh? Not on the elk. No, I can't say that. So one of the first. So here we go. One of the first uh, few days when I first started, I got hit with it, and I didn't really understand it back in the day, and it leveled me out for three days because it was the same thing. I went and started hiking. I was just fatigued. I was tired. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But again. It's the damn ego. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I'm going to, I'm going to go through several scenarios and, and several examples. And every single time, this is the underlying theme. It's not because we're dumb. No, we are dumbasses here. So uh, it's denial. It's denial. You, I just got, I had just gotten out of the military. So I was in incredible shape. Yeah. And so I first start going in there and I'm, I'm a little fatigued. I'm a little tired. So my mind, I, I'm like, oh, I must not have got a good night's sleep. I stayed up too late. I didn't get hydrated, blah, blah, blah. I'm rationalizing. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm staying on the mountain and I'm still hiking and doing my stuff. Same thing like you. You get a couple more hours in and you're like, man, I'm starting to feel bad. Maybe I'm just coming down with something. Mm -hmm. No, okay, I'll just power through. No, that ain't it. So mm. now goes another couple hours and I'm like, oh, shit. now I'm dizzy. Now I, I can't. 
So long story short, on that particular instance, it was the exact same way to where mm. here we are in the middle of the day. And I'm like, I need all I could think was, I mean, and it progresses rapidly. All I could yeah. think was, I need to get the freaking hell off this mountain. And I remember vividly, like you, just, and I, I did not have hiking sticks back in the day. I remember just pointing, I, I was not aimed at where the truck was parked. <laughs> I just, I got, I'm like, I, and I did not. Thank my Onyx, dude. I, I need, <laughs> I just, all I did is I pointed myself down. I just, I'm getting off this mountain. And when I daylight, I know I'm going to be down by, uh, you know, um, one of the ski, so you got a bunch of ski resorts up there. So I'm, I'm going to be right down next to the ski, uh, next to the golf course, or I'm going to come out next to the school. I'm going to come out. There's going to be someone there. If, if I can't get back to the truck, someone's going to be there to help me. And literally, and I don't remember, I don't remember. I don't remember if I actually called one of the guys. I don't remember if I got help. I don't remember how I got back to the apartment. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I remember, I remember stumbling down the mountain and then I remember laying in bed. That's all I remember. But I was just, I was bad. like you just wrecked. Now here's the thing. It's almost, it's a three, when you get that bad, it's a minimum three day recovery. And I, oh, and I did, I laid on that freaking. I was in rough shape. The same thing, you know, yeah. nausea, vomiting, muscle cramps, just crippling fatigue. Just all you can do is sleep. All right. Yeah. So I got over that. Well, now, I mean, this is the beginning of the field season. So I got over that now I'm, and I'm, I'm in an apartment in Vail. So I don't know what Vail sits at as far as an elevation, but I'm in an apartment in Vail. So well, it's going to be, it's going to be 10,000 at least. Right. Yeah. I, I could, yeah. I, yeah, I got my phone off, but anyway, but yeah. So or, or maybe it's nine and change at, at Vail, whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so I get over it and recover. And then the next week, you know, go back and I start getting up in the mountain and I, oh, okay, now I'm feeling fine. I'm, I'm back. And that was my first, it, my first encounter with altitude sickness. And then I didn't have it for the rest. I mean, for years, I mean, like literally, all the field seasons, all the hiking, all the stuff I did in Rocky Mountain National Park, all not a problem in the world. And so yeah. I start, so several years go by, several years of me working the elk study to where, and, and then doing stuff in Estes and everything else. I meet my wife, you know, Kelly, we start mm -hmm. dating. She wants to go hunting. So I said, well, okay, then fine. Let, let's go. And we bought, a, I got a, this is when they started making cow tags a little easier. I said, yeah, I know right where we're going to go. We'll get a cow tag and we'll, we'll get a, a, a rifle tag and we'll go into the, one of the basins that I worked on, that I work in on the elk study. Cause there's always elk in there and there's always cows in there, but we'll go right there. This is I've been in the mountains. I'm living in Colorado now. I'm spent. I'm, you know, obviously, I'm spending a significant amount of time in the, uh, above ten thousand feet. We almost a similar situation where you are. We drove to where we parked, and I, where we parked, I think, is eleven thousand, like ten. Don't quote me. It's like ten six or like eleven thousand. Again, I apologize. I should have been more prepared. But anyway, it's it's above ten. Well above ten. 
Um, park it. I grab the backpacks. Kelly grabs hers. We we go for a hike. We go up and just like you, you, you head from the parking lot, you go up over the hill and then you drop down into the basin on the other side. Same thing. I start out, I'm a little fatigued. No big deal. I'm just tired. You know, get to the top of the hill. Everything's all right. I'm just tired. No big deal. We'll, now it's just a coast. We're, we're just going to, we're just going to coast it down into this basin, but we're going to sit up anyway. We're going to, we're going to set and we're going to watch. We're going to go glass and we're going to, so no, but I'll be able to recover. Yeah. Dude, I get down in the bottom and again, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a few hours into our hunt and I'm like, it, it, finally I start realizing I'm like, you gotta be shitting. Are you, I mean, like, I'm like, dude, I'm getting altitude sickness. And, and I'm like, what the, f-? and sure enough, here we go. Start to get a little dizzy. And I'm like, God, son. And I did, I told Kelly, I said, we need to get out of here. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm starting to feel bad. There's, I got to get down. We, we just got to just get back to the truck and we need to get down off the mountain because I'm, I'm dude, same thing, same thing. By the time I got back to that truck, I was wrecked. Luckily, <laughs> Kelly, I did, I did. Literally, I got back to the truck. And again, I'm I'm shortening. I mean, you're talking hours upon hours to hike out of yeah. the, the basin again. But um, by the time I, luckily, she, yeah, she drove. I cli- I literally climbed. I had, I think it was my Chevy Blazer. I just, just threw the sleeping bag out, just freaking stretched out in the back. And I just, I, boom, done, gone. I was out. Just out. She well, drove it, down it the mountain. Me hope that I'll be able to you know, next time I go into the mountains. I, won't I, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if you're fine, man. But yeah. the, so everybody. Okay, so I've I have been hit by it now again. When I initially started my adventures in the mountains, okay, it makes sense because I my body wasn't used to it. But here I am in literally the exact same mountain range that I have just spent. How many? Uh, how how many times have I hiked that ridge and camped at the top of that ridge, never been affected. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, this stupid day, man, it, it, it hit me like a train wreck. So fast forward, my buddy comes from Vermont to come out elk hunt. And I told him, and I, okay, so now I've been through this. Mm. I told him we started off in a, in Southern Colorado on an elk hunt. You know, these are all over the counter units. Started off down south and it was it just asshole the belly button people and we just couldn't get an elk and everything else. Now, at that time, we started off, we were hunting anywhere between 8,000, 9,000 feet. All right. And he he's fine. We're I mean, yeah. he was extremely good shape. We're just plugging along, no problems at all. We didn't get any into elk there. So I told him, I said, dude, let just bail. Let's just get out of here. I said, let's go back up to where? where I work on the elk study, because I know we, where I can, we can, you know, should be able to find some elk. So on our way, we haven't even driven to the area I wanted to get to. I decided I'm like, dude, let's stop. And let's just check this area out a little bit. Again, we parked the truck. It's a little over 10,000 feet. And I remember vividly, I looked at Mike and I was like, dude, we're over 10,000 feet. Okay sometimes altitude sickness can hit you. I said, if you start feeling weird at all, if you get, if you feel weak, if you feel dizzy, if you have headache, if you feel nausea, if you feel anything, I'm like, dude, if you feel anything, I want you to tell me because we'll just bail. We'll just go to the other spot. 
because you, you don't want to you don't want to have you know altitude sickness. He's like, all right, no problem, no problem. No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. We start walking in, start hiking in, and he's taking his time. He's taking his time, but again, he's Vermont, all right, low elevation, lower. And, and so I'm like, dude, all right, you're just fatigued above 10,000 feet. He's like, man, there's just no oxygen. We're joking. Yeah. So I'm what, so I, he's, I have him lead and he's walking in and I'm starting to watch him and he's starting not to have, I'm watching his feet hit and engage the ground. And he's, I can start to see the slight yeah. stumble. Yeah. yeah he's he's not putting, he's not putting his feet where his, his feet need to go. He's not yeah. in control of where yeah. his feet are going. So I'm like, Mike, (laughs) yeah. So I'm like, Mike, how are you feeling? He's like, dude, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yep, everything's fine. I'm like, okay. We, I don't know how we didn't go very much further. I'm like, Mike, are you okay? He's like, ah, I just, ah, just a little lightheaded. I'm like, dude, what do you mean light? He's like, ah, just a little bit. I'm like, do we need to get it? He's like, no, 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 no. Everything's fine. It just, I'm like, and so me, I'm looking out the corner of my eye. I'm like, no, dude, you're, you're getting, I don't think we made it another 30 minutes. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling dizzy. And I'm like, all right, we're out. So boom, back, literally back down the mountain we go. And by the time we got back to that truck and he got in the truck, it was the same thing. He just, I mean, basically collapsed. Just the the backpack went, just done. And I was like, no, we're done. So this was, I was, we were back in college at that time. So I was living in Fort Collins drove all the way back to Fort Collins and he slept the entire way. And again, the last, the last three days of what was supposed to be his elk hunt was laying on the couch on my couch in the apartment, just wrecked. <laughs> wrecked. So my brother fast forward now later on, my brother wants to come out and elk hunt with me. I told him, I said, well, we're going to start, you know, one, I want to start off on my high country camp. Um, and again, long story short, he's cut, he's from Virginia. Um, now he was, he was overweight at the time. He was, he was heavy set at the time, big, you know, Santa Claus belly. Okay. So he was not in great shape <laughs> and he didn't know how to pack a backpack as far as going up in the mountains. And so I go to, you know, he's at the airport. I swing in and pick him up. I'm like, Oh shit. You know, I grab his backpack and then things like 80 pounds. I'm like, what the hell yeah, is this? You don't want this thing on your back, bro. Yeah, no. I mean, he's, he's, he's carrying his Glock and he's got like three or four extra magazines. I'm like, what are you like? Yeah. What do we, he's like, I don't know if you need it for bear. I'm like, no, you don't need that shit for bears. Get that out. <laughs> He's like, well, I've got a, uh, you know, my, my back bothers me. So I, I carry this lacrosse ball for, I'm like, get rid of that freaking yeah. two pound ball. I'm like, what are you talking? Yeah, so I, I had a serious come to Jesus moment in the, on the plane with Matt. And I was like, dude, I need lighter shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's that you don't realize it until you start actually you, having to carry it. I yeah, mean, Aaron, well, I, Aaron jokes all the time. Lot. I mean, I've carried a bunch. I've done a bunch in the backcountry. It's not. I mean, and again, yeah, but but once I've done it a bunch, and I, I you know, I, I'm a fit dude. I usually don't mind carrying like 50 pounds. That's usually not the end of the world. Yeah, you know, you but you camping, you set up camp, and you're hunting with a much lighter setup. But yeah. I'm like, dude, I got to get the lighter stove. I got my tents. Like, I yeah, can a, I can get a different. I'll get the one man tent with the vestibule instead of the two man. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, and that's the thing is I've still stuck with that because I like to have that comfort. But yes, you're right. When you start feeling bad, when the fit hits the shan, 
all of a sudden yeah. you realize exactly what you have. And that's what happened to my brother. So yeah. I, we start in and I, again, I gave him the same talk and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, not a problem. We start what now again, he's got a heavy backpack and his, his, what we found out later, the backpack, the straps weren't correct. We had to fix it. He had a, a mystery ranch pack and I'm not, I wasn't familiar with mystery ranch. And so when I asked him, I'm like, are you good to go? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. No, the straps were wrong. There was all sorts of, there, there were some problems. And so no one, so when we're on our way in, you know, he's hurting and, and it makes sense. I'm like, man, you got a heavy pack. I said, dude, if you can push through, once we get to camp, all you just dump all that shit and we'll, yeah. we'll figure all this, you know, he's like, not a problem. Well, what I, what he didn't tell me was that, yeah, he, he was starting to feel lightheaded. He was feel you know, feeling a little dizzy. He's starting to feel a little nauseous. He was telling me, you know, his shoulders hurt and his hips hurt, but, but it made sense. You're carrying a 60 pound pack. That's not fitted correctly. Yeah. yeah that's the muscle fatigue though. When right. And so that's what we, was happening to me. So we get to camp. My traps were on fire. I was like, why am I training? And I got my, yeah. my load lifters are all the way up. The pack's not on my shoulders at all. I got a Kafaro doll. Yeah. You know, with, a, with, a, with the brand new frame. Well, um, so we get into I mean, camp, dump all the stuff, and, and he's just wrecked. I'm thinking because of just, it just, it was more strenuous yeah. than he was thinking. Yeah. So here's camp at like 12. Oh, it's like right at 12,000. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. I said, let's just, just kick everything off. Just, you know, ever get camp set. This is midday now camp set. Um, we'll get something to eat real relax. And then I said, I'm going to go up off, you know, over the mountain here and just glass and just get a little game plan of what we're going to do. And so, all right, he's fine. He's like, I'm just going to stay here. Okay. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember if he stayed. No, I think he came with me that night. Anyway. Um, he gets back to the the tent. Long story short, when it's time to actually hunt, I find and I I did. I it's the one of the bulls that's on the wall here next to me. It's a good bull. I find some bulls, decide I'm going to go in after them, and I'm like, dude, we found them, awesome. Let's go. And he's like, man, I don't think I can go with you. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm just not feeling good. He goes, I'm just whooped. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no, 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 no. And again, the the rationalization yeah, that yeah, that yeah, first yeah. level rash. I don't, yeah, hey, I don't want to be considered a pussy. I yeah. don't, you know, I don't want to become a burden. You know, obviously, the, you know, Chris is, at, he's doing his elk hunt and I'm here just tagging along and I don't want to screw that up. So no, no, no. So he doesn't tell me what's actually going on with him. So literally, I mean, it, <laughs> we, I, I go and hunt, end up getting the elk. Kelly comes in with the horses to pack out. Long story short, we start high. So Kelly's fully loaded at the now. Ben is at this point, I'm realizing, oh crap. No, Ben is not, he's not tired because of this. He's (laughs) he's in rough shape and he's going downhill fast now. Because again, he didn't go with me that morning. I kill the elk, I get it all broken down and everything ready to go. I I spot message Kelly. She's gonna be on her way that next, you know, to, to take care of it that next morning. So I get back to camp that night and Ben's just in bed. I'm like, are you, dude, are you all right? He's like, well, I don't know. Anyway, Kelly comes in. She, all right. She's got the full elk on. We've got the horses that we have. She's got the elk on. 
And so we don't really have much that we can put on the horses at that time. Mm-hmm. So I asked Ben, I'm like, dude, we need to get out of here. He's like, yeah, yeah, we need to get out of here. I'm like, are, are you going to be okay to, to carry that out? He's like, yeah. That, I, I said, because I can't put it on the horses right now. We can go back to the truck, unload the elk. And then if we need to, I can come back over with, no, 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 no. Let's just go. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I tell Kelly, I'm like, and Kelly's done this before. I said, Kel, I said, we're just going to throw stuff. You've got the elk. We're going to throw camp on our backs. You just go. And cause she can go fast with the horses a hell of a lot faster yeah. than we can. And uh, a friend of ours, Suze was with her, who's very expe- experienced in the, the hiking and backcountry and that type of stuff. So Kelly and Suze had full ability to unload the elk in their truck and go home. And so I just told him, I'm like, just go ahead and bail. Uh, ben and I will be behind you. And then when we get to the trucks, we'll just bail off the mountain. We'll just meet you at the house. Just don't worry about it. Just go. And she's like, all right, not a problem. Thinking I'm trying to be efficient with time and her and Suze and everybody else. <laughs> what I didn't realize is Suze was even starting to feel bad you know, on the way out. So Kelly was like, yeah, we're out of here. <clears throat> but we get halfway up that, you know, again, it's a, it's a two, well, if you're feeling good, you can make the hike in two and a half hours. Yeah, that's not bad. No, but it's the same thing. It's up and over this this ridge line, up and over the mountain. We get halfway across, and I, I'm watching Ben, and I mean, he's just, I mean, he's just ghost white, sweating. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. I'm like, shit. And literally, we we start going across, and and there's a big scree slope that we've got to navigate. So you got to be nimble. Mm. And Ben, and it's just, of course, it's steep. And Ben got to the point where he's like, I can't do it. And at this point, I've already taken a bunch of his stuff. So <laughs> I, I mean, we've got, I mean, I've got almost everything on that. Every heavy item that we have is in my pack. And he's got sleeping bags, sleeping pads, you know, just as mu- yeah. as lightweight as possible. And he got to the point where he's he's right in the middle. And, and he's like, I, I can't go any further. I'm like, man, we are literally, we've got 150 yards, 150 yards to the top of this ridge. And then it's downhill from there. Yeah. And you can see the truck. He's yeah. like, I, I can't do it. I said, Ben, if you tell me you can't do it, there's only one way you're getting off this mountain. There's only, there's one of two ways you're getting off this mountain. Either you're going to make it to that, that ridge, or I'm going to hit this button on the spot right now. And they're going <laughs> to send a helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> I said, which, and as soon as yeah, I said that, you know, man. yeah, he's like, no way. I'm, I'm like, dude, man, I said, it's the only I, way to do it. I, I can't carry you. You are again, I, I can't carry you off this mountain. You're a big boy. I can't, I can't carry you. And I yeah. said, and, and likewise, I would have to just dump everything, carry you to the truck and then get you down. And I, I, I said, we just, and so he sucked it up. And we got out of there. Same thing, man. It, it he, you know, afterwards we got down the mountain, down the bottom of the mountain here. It's, you know, three days of, of just recouping, but almost always, as soon as you, as soon as you drop down an elevation, it's amazing how yeah. fast your body's like, Oh, Oh, I feel better. Say, yeah. Oh, I, I completely even forgot. This is back when I was in college. Just, you know, I wasn't dating her, but I was not that I didn't want to date her. I just wasn't at the time. Um, <laughs> this girl, uh, Suze, uh, Suzanne, um, 
she wanted to go climb Long's Peak, 14,000 foot peak. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Let's go do it. And so we go hike Long's Peak. We get all the way to the tip top of Long's Peak. And, uh, you know, you make it all the way up to a 14er. I mean, it takes you a while. And, you know, I want to sit up there and enjoy the view. We get to the top and she's like, okay, we did it. Let's go. I'm like, what? And, and, and me being a, you know, horny kid, you know, horny guy yeah. did not care. And, you know, I wasn't paying attention to what was going on with her. And I, then I yeah. finally realized, I'm like, oh shit, you're not feeling well. She's like, no, I got it. Let's just get down. Well, anybody that's climbed Long's Peak knows that the, the backside, that last little push to the top is pretty technical. And so I'm like, oh shit. So here we got to go down this steep slope of, I mean, the last little bit getting to the top and the first little bit when you're trying to come down is not friendly. That's where people fall off and die. And I'm thinking, oh shit, we, if I can just get her to what's called the keyhole, if I can just get her to the keyhole, we'll be okay, man. I don't know how the freaking hell we did, but I'm literally, I'm, there's a, there's a narrow section across the backside where it's like a little goat path. I mean, it's sheer wall on one side and just sheer drop on the other side. And you're just skinning across this little crack, essentially. Um, I don't know how. I don't know. Uh, I got your message, brother. Um, yeah. I don't know how we got her off of there. But um, anyway, I tell you what, I, I got your message. I, I see that you need to bail. If you want to bail, brother, go ahead. I just wanted to. A, yeah, sure. Um, I understand. That's not a problem. Um, do that. I'm going to continue just to wrap this conversation yep. up, but I'm yeah, glad I mean, that you're feeling better. And I appreciate oh. you having me on, man. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I had the experience. So I, I know think, I think your plan just real quick. I think the plan for you when you come back is get in, like give yourself another day or two on the yeah. front end to where you can, do. Uh, yes, spend a little time acclimating before you dive in. Yeah. Um, and then go. So, all right, brother, if you need to bail, bail, I'll continue right, this man. and then we'll talk some more, man. All right. Talk soon. All right, brother. Thanks, man. I, I like. So, yeah, I mean, I, altitude sickness is just brutal. It, it, it can creep up and hit anybody at any time while you're up there. Does not matter how much experience you have in the hills. And the number one thing that I've seen is just denial that, when those initial uh, types of um, symptoms start creeping in, you you just feel really tired, but you can't put your finger on why you feel tired. You know, yeah, you're above 10,000 feet. Yeah, there's lack of oxygen, but typically, you know, the lack of op- oxygen, you feel you're, oh, you're breathing faster than you maybe normally, excuse me, maybe you normally do. Um, and, you know, you walk a little ways and then you get winded and you're like, ooh, I got to stop. And then you, you catch your breath and then you can go again. That's fine. But when you're like, man, I just feel fatigued. I just feel tired. Okay. Start paying attention to that. And if all of a sudden you start feeling any sort of nausea, any sort of dizziness, any sort of, you, you know, like I said, with Mike, he, he was walking and he just couldn't put his feet down where he thought, I mean, where he was purposefully trying to put his feet down. It just, his feet weren't work. When you start having those type of symptoms, you the, there's, there's, there is no other way. Get off the damn mountain. Get off the mountain. It can hit anybody. It is not any sort of 
Um, it, it's, it's no, again, most guys and, and a lot of guys, it's, women do, do to a certain extent, but guys are the ones that usually have the ego. We're the ones that are, that are hard headed on it. And we're like, no, 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 I'm going to suck it up. You know, what is DBAP? You know, don't be a pussy, you know, just suck it up, drive through. You can do this. Don't, you know, no, no, that's not how that works. Your body, and you can look up all the, the the details of what it is and why and how, blah, blah, blah. And and there's all sorts of these, you know, people try to sell you all these, you know, remedies and supplements and all these things. To I've never seen any of them really work. Some people will swear by there's these little altitude peel pills and some of these other things that you, okay, you could try them if you want. Um, hell, I've even heard people taking Dramamine and some of the other stuff. But anyway, even if you're, even if you're hydrated, obviously staying hydrated is going to go a long way. Eating well, eating sensibly, don't eat a bunch of junk food, eating stuff that has protein and fats in there. You want to eat well, but hydration is key. But even if you're hydrated, even if you're well conditioned, even if you're eating well, it can still hit you. The only thing that's going to help is you get below 10,000 feet, get off the mountain. And quite honestly, that and this is why I wanted to have Josh on because I mean he, this guy Josh is freaking fit, like fit, like and what what do you say with with Frank Peralta that got nailed with it? Yeah, Frank, how many days a, a year does Frank spend above uh, ten thousand feet? Stupid number of days. It doesn't matter your fitness. Your body is going through some serious issues with the altitude. And the only remedy is to get off the mountain and get below that elevation. If you feel yourself going through some of those, again, just fatigue that you can't explain, dizziness, uh, lightheadedness, can't think straight, you know, just your confusion, or if you're slurring your words, like he said, he couldn't even put, you know, put together his tent, basic cognitive things, uh, nausea, headaches, those type of things are telltale signs that you might be getting affected by altitude sickness. As soon as you feel those things coming on, you just accept it, recognize it and accept it and say, damn it, turn your ass around and get back, go back to the truck and get or a vehicle and get down the mountain. If you can get down below that 10,000, generally 10,000 feet, but the lower you can get, the better. The quicker you can do that at the slightest onset of symptoms, the faster your body will recover. And quite honestly, if you if you can get down within a first couple hours, you, you just first get the symptoms and you can get down the mountain quickly. Oftentimes, it just takes a couple hours, a few hours for you to start feeling better. And then you can start slowly making your way back up. And oftentimes, that's all it is, is your body reacts negatively. You get back down, you recover. And then when you go back into, to, you know, climb the mountain again, your, your body's fine. So you can salvage a lot of your hunt if you sacrifice a few hours or maybe that first day on the front end when you first feel those bad symptoms. If you decide to continue in, continue up or stay at that elevation, the longer you stay, 
it is going to rapidly progress. In most cases, it's rapidly going to progress. And as it progresses, every minute that you're up there struggling, it's like you're adding an hour or two to your recovery time. To where you go up there and you you stay for a full-on day and you're in bad shape, you, you're, you're looking at a minimum of a three-day recovery. Because you'll get down the mountain, your headache's going to go away, your nausea is going to go away, but your muscles, your the crippling fatigue is your body is trying to recover from it. It'll it'll shut you down minimum, guaranteed minimum three days. So oftentimes, what I end up seeing on hunts is people will, will they'll suffer and they'll try. I'll just push through. No, you won't. No, you won't. Most of the time. Sometimes, yes. Most of the times, no. It's going to get so bad, you're going to have to get off the mountain. And then the bulk of your hunt is just trashed. You're done. You're done. If you feel the first out, like with Josh, if he had hindsight 2020, he got to the trailhead started up hiking and was like, man, this just doesn't feel right. If he had turned around right then, went back to the car, drove back down the mountain, was like, geez, I need to, I need to take a moment. He could have maybe sacrificed one day and then the next day gone back up and had, and been able to hike that entire mountain and been just fine. Not a problem in the world. And he would have salvaged the rest of the scouting trip the multiple days of a scouting trip and he would have been able to, to function on the mountain. But instead, what happened? Gets up there, gets in camp, miserable all night. Next day, they can't, they can't even scout. He's got to leave. And guess what? Now he's down on the bottom of the mountain sitting in a hotel for the rest of his scouting trip, just crippling fatigue. And even now that he got back home, he's still tired. Don't do that on your elk hunt as you cut, whether you're, whether it's a scouting trip, you're coming out like the, like Josh was, or if it's your hunt, pay attention to the symptoms. That's not even talking about haste, high altitude, cerebral edema. Look that up. High altitude, cerebral edema, haste, H-A-C-E. Look that up. That's a wonderful little, that's a wonderful little deal that you can pick up above 12,000 feet. And that could be life-threatening, like significantly life-threatening. And again, it, it ends up being a lot of times it's pride, it's ego. We went, so we had family. Okay, this back again, Colorado, obviously one of the things it's known for is the 14,000 foot peaks. And one of those, there's a couple of peaks. There's Pikes Peak that you can drive your vehicle right to the tip top of. And then there's Mount Evans that you can drive your vehicle to the tip top of. Well, we had some friends and family come visit and we decided to, I think it was Mount Evans. The one, uh, yes, 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 it was. Yes, it was. It was Mount Evans because the mountain goats were up there. So we decided we were going to go drive up Mount Evans. Sure enough, we get up to the, the top and, um, you know, you, at the top of Mount Evans is a, is a parking lot. And then you've got the Forest Service little interpretive, you know, little thing up, there, up on the top, the gifts, gift, you know, little tourist trap tip top of the mountain 
but everybody likes to go up there because there's a bunch of mountain goats up there and the mountain goats are pretty uh, acclimated to, to humans. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a great vantage point over uh, the front range of Colorado and Denver and all that. You've got mountain goats up there. So it's a, it's a place that a lot of people like to go. So there's a fairly sizable uh, parking lot at the top. We get out, we get, we park, we get out and we're walking across the parking lot and there's this, he's got to be like maybe five. I think he was like five, five years old, like little kid, five. I want to say five. Um, puking his guts out, but with his mom and dad are there, they're standing next to their car. The little kid is just crying, puking. And we took. And we're like, is he okay? Like, oh yeah, he just started feeling bad. He, he's he's fine. He just probably. I'm like, no, he's dealing. No, that's clearly, you know, based on what I'm seeing. You know, he's. I think they said that you know he had a headache and and he just he it was just what he ate and just. I'm like, no, 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 no. That kid is. That kid's not handling the altitude. Get him off this mountain. They're like, oh well, he'll he'll be fine. He'll be fine. We'll 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 just we'll just sit with him in the car and we'll rest a little. I'm like, guys, no, it's not going to get better. And you're talking about a little tiny kid, little five year old feeling this, and especially above twelve thousand feet with haste, the where your brain basically your brain swells. I'm like, there was, and that's the thing is you, you're looking at the, your parent these parents, and we're trying, and it wasn't just me. We're trying to message to them. We're like, listen. It, this, this isn't a pride issue. We're not being critical of you. We're, we're not saying that you just, no, just understand that this kid is probably having some violent reactions to the altitude and there is nothing you're going to be able to do. And the longer you stay here very quickly is going to be where you're in a life-threatening situation. Could be, get, get the hell off the mountain. Now, the problem with Mount Evans is you, you got to pay. It's a, it's a, a, the road up there is a toll road. You got to pay a, I don't remember what it was, I mean, like 30 bucks a car load or whatever. So these guys, I guarantee they spent the money to come up. They drove up the road. The kid starts crying as he's, as they're going, it's, it's busy. So sometimes it's just slow going, climbing the mountain because there's so many people going up the mountain and there's only so many places to park at the top of the mountain. Oftentimes you're just kind of creeping your way up. It, it can take you a while to get to the top of the mountain. Guaranteed that kid started feeling crappy at 10,000, got worse and worse and worse. Now it crosses 12,000. The kid's just crying, massive splitting headache. Parents have no clue. They continue up the mountain and finally get to the parking lot. And this kid is in bad shape and they just don't know. But then they just don't want to recognize because they just spent how many hours trying to get up this mountain. They spent 30 bucks to get up, the, you know, to allow them to drive up the road. Well, I don't want to miss out on the, the you know, the view. I don't want to miss out on standing on 14,000 feet. I don't want to miss out on seeing, you know, the mountain goats. I don't want to miss out. Yeah, you keep screwing around like that. You're going to miss out on your child's childhood because the kid's going to be dead. Could be. It's no joke. Altitude sickness is no joke. It will wreck your it will wreck your world if you don't pay attention to it. Um, so yeah, I don't know how much more I need to say. You can look up all. I mean, again, I anybody that's planning on going out west that has not made themselves familiar with altitude sickness, high altitude cerebral edema, do so. Google it. Spend some time looking at that stuff. Okay, seriously. 
Uh, so you understand it and then don't ignore it. Just don't ignore it. You can save yourself. You can save your hunt on the front end a hell of a lot easier and more efficiently than you can if you try to push through and you really get yourself wrecked and then and then you're done. So anyway, we'll call it for there for now. Um, I thought it was a good discussion to have uh, as far as a podcast after Josh sent me you know, his little uh, scouting. Because this, this scouting trip that Josh went on was the scouting trip that we had planned. So he's the one, if you followed along prior, um, yeah, he, he's hunting a new area. He and I sat on the computer and we picked apart his hunt plan and his scout plan. And, you know, just we went all through all of it. Uh, eight ways from Sunday. I've talked about that in the past. If you want another set of eyes looking at your hunt plan and looking at your scouting plan and all that type of stuff, absolutely. We can set up a time and uh, do that with you. So Josh and I did that, spent several hours that first night uh, going through everything. So this was his trip to come out and verify, verify all the things that, you know, we had looked at access trails, you know, not trails, but you know, if, if we take this trail and then you cross this point at this part, you know, go down this Ridge to this bent, you know, basically all he was going in there to execute the, the scouting plan and then get some good information on, you know, where a good camp spot was going to be where they were going to find, where they were finding some good, you know, forage areas, meadows, water, the whole nine yards. Well, luckily they did see some elk coming in and, and they realized where the water is, but that's about all they could get out of this trip. So <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I just, oh, it just sucks. It just, it just sucks. And I don't want that. I don't want that to happen to anybody. But anyway, like I said, I figured it would be a good discussion to have since it was Quite relevant, not only for his trip, but maybe some of you as well. So, all right. Um, I'm going to kill it for now because literally I'm going to get on here. I need to get a hold of Dirk. Dirk Durham and I are about to sit down and have a conversation about his philosophy of elk calling. And we're going to jump into that podcast discussion. So, all right. Until next time. See ya.